God this morning. Grab your Bibles. As we always say, although it's on the screen, we always need to have our Bibles. Amen. Walk with your own sword. Today we're going to the gospel according to St. Mark. St. Mark chapter 16. Reading from verse 1 to 6. God bless you, Kimmy. God bless you. My niece is in the house today. God bless you. Amen. Mark 16, 1 to 8. And it reads thus. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white raiment, and they were affrighted. And he said unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter, that he goeth before you into Galilee, there shall you see him as he said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. I want to preached this morning on the subject, the angelic message, the angelic message, the message of the angel. This young man that was seated on the right was really not a man. He was an angel sent by God. And I want to preach about the message the angel this morning. Would you bow your heads everywhere? Father, we look to you now in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this Resurrection Sunday, a day of celebration when we can not only reflect on your death, but we can celebrate your resurrection. And because you live, 
we have a hope that we cherish not in vain. Because you live, we're gathered here today. And so, Lord, I pray for your anointing to rest upon this message now. Speak through these lips of clay and let it be a blessing to your people. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. amen. And again, we say amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. Elder Mark will be ministering in Portmore for the 11 o'clock service. And so he would have already slipped out or will be slipping out any minute. But praise God. We uh, just wanted you to know. And by the way, before we actually get in the message, convocation this year will be from Tuesday to Sunday. Not just Wednesday to Sunday. And we were thinking of Monday, but the pastors and bishops all came together and we decided Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So Tuesday night is the official opening. Wednesday night is service, Thursday, Friday. And then on Saturday, Sunday, we come for the conclusion right here. Somebody say amen. All right, so I need my fire soldiers to work with me today. I need those who this word will resonate with every now and then you are going to hear something that will stir your spirit that will make sense to you every now and then you will hear something that doesn't make any sense in the natural either but you still say amen because we walk by we walk by and not by amen so you don't always have to see it you don't always have to understand what God is saying and what God is doing. But if you believe his word and you take him at his word, then you can say amen and know that it is so. Now, when you look in the Bible, it is not unusual to see that God would use angels periodically. In the Old Testament and in the New Testament. To make announcements of things that were significant. It was in Genesis chapter 19 that he sent a message of the destruction that would take place in Sodom. He sent an angel to Lot with this message you look throughout the bible again and in in judges chapter 13 you see an angel announcing the birth of samson you come in the new testament god used an angel to announce the birth of john the baptist on another occasion god used an angel to announce the birth of Christ. And it goes on and on. Because it seems that whenever God has a special announcement to make, that he would use an angel to bring the message. 
all of these messages that we just spoke about pale into insignificance when you consider the message that this young lad gave to the three women at the sepulcher. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, but he's not here. That's what they told him. That's what they were told. And I want you to know that he was able to see the fear in their eyes. He was able to see the fear on their faces because they. The Bible says it was before day. It was early in the morning, very early in the morning. So what time would that be? 4.30? It didn't say it was early in the morning. It said it was very early. And very early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. So the sun hadn't come up yet. There are many mornings I'm up praying and I look out and I see the sun coming up. I, I was in my prayer room when it was dark. Sometimes I have to turn on a little light just to not have a 100% darkness. And before I'm done, I can turn off the light because the sun has come up. And you see it coming over the mountains. So the Bible says it was before the rising of the sun. Three women, Mary, then Mary Magdalene, then Mary the mother of James and Salome. I don't know about you, but even as men, at that time of day, it can be a little scary. Amen? It can be a little intimidating. Come on. It could be a duppy or a gunman, they say, but it can be scary, whatever it is. But here are three women walking towards the sepulcher. And the Bible says, the angel had to tell them, don't be afraid, because he could see the fear on their faces. And as they got there, Matthew's account tells us that the men who were uh, at the grave at the sepulcher, were on the ground, fallen as dead. But the Bible says they were saying to themselves, who is going to roll the stone away? Because it was very great. In other words, we wouldn't call it a stone. We would call it a rock. I mean, a rock, you know, a big, they couldn't move it. That's why they were wondering, who is going to roll the stone away? It wasn't something this size. Any, any woman can roll this away. But the Bible says as they discussed this, they were not sure how it was going to work. But they kept on going. Lord, have mercy. Work with me here. I'm just laying the foundation for this word. Then we can shout. Then we can preach. See, sometimes when you don't know how things are going to work out, it stops you in your tracks. Come on, can I get a witness? When you're not sure if it's going to work out the way you planned it, 
you scratch your head and you sit down and you ponder and you ask questions and you pray and you, you, you halt. You, 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 you are literally handicapped just by the thought of what needs to be done. It paralyzes you. And sometimes we suffer from the paralysis of analysis because you're analyzing things based on reality. We are analyzing things based on logics. We are analyzing the situation based on our own abilities. But how many know it's not about you? It's not about your knowledge. It's not about logics. God is so illogical, it's not funny. <laughs> Mike, did you hear me? Yes. God is an illogical God. Don't be afraid to say that. He's not governed by logics. It doesn't have to make sense in physics or chemistry or biology. He does what he does when he wants, however he wants. He violates the laws of nature, walks on water, has people going in fire and not get burned. God can do what he wants to do whenever he wants to do it and everything is going to be all right. Just the same. Can somebody put your hands together and praise God. So I love the attitude of these women. Three women, not even two women and a man. To say, well, we have a man in the company. Maybe the man can really muscle up and move the stone. How are we going to move this stone? They don't know. But elder, they kept going. I'm here to tell you, when you're not sure of how things are going to work out. When you're not sure of tomorrow, keep on going. Just keep on stepping. Just keep on walking. Keep walking towards your destination because you're going somewhere it's not time to stop it's no time to sit down it's no time to turn around and say this cannot work it's got to work look at somebody and tell them it's got to work yes and so beloved they kept on going but the bible says while they were trying to figure out how they're going to move and roll the stone away the Bible says they noticed that the stone was already rolled away. Isn't it amazing how we worry about things that don't happen? We imagine problems that will never happen. We lose sleep sometimes over things that we didn't have to lose any sleep over because God is going to figure it out. God is going to make a way of escape before you even get to that point. Oh, can I get a witness in the house this morning? So they get up to the sepulcher. The stone is rolled away. My God, they, they, they are fearful, but they, they have courage. <laughs> These women have courage. <laughs> because the very fact that the stone was rolled away, all kinds of things were going through their mind. Uh, did, did somebody come and remove him? Was it some crazy grave digger or somebody who was going to use the body for some extortion? Uh, was it the Jews? Was it the Romans? They don't know. All they know is that the stone was rolled away. And when they saw the entrance open, the Bible says they went in. And now they go in and they notice a young man sitting up 
in the sepulcher. Lord have mercy. If they were afraid before, is no them should afraid. <laughs> because you go in a sepulcher, you expect to see a corpse. You expect to see a mummified body that's wrapped up. And they came with spices. Because that's how they did it back in the days. They didn't have the morticians that we have. They didn't have the embalming fluid that we have. They never had the technology to drain all the fluids out of the body. And so the body would get stink after a while, just like it does now if it's not properly cared for. This is why when Jesus told them to roll the stone away at Lazarus's grave, she said, but Jesus, by this time he stinketh because that's just what would happen. What they would normally do then is to go with uh, some spices and they would put perfume over the, 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 the wrap, the mummy wrap, so that when the stench would begin to rise the perfume would compete against it to hold it down that's what they were going to do but when they got there to their surprise not only was the stone rolled away but there was an angel in the sepulcher with a message for them matter of fact he had four messages for them and we're going to take our time now and look at the message that they receive he said unto them be not afraid relax now with all that was going on in their minds it must be interesting to note that God would have his angel to speak a word of peace first of all to them they are terrified they are afraid number one their Messiah that they thought had come to deliver them was killed. The one who said he is the resurrection and the life. The one who came to tell them that when they die, they will live again. He is now dead. That's enough for them to be. That's probably why they came before daylight. They didn't want anybody to see them. But they came and they found the tomb open. And now the angel speaks to them and said, Peace. You see Jesus, which is crucified, my God. But I know who you're looking for. But let me tell you, just relax. Because God is in control. Can I tell somebody this morning that whatever is your situation, whatever you are facing, death, death, whatever it is, turmoil in your life, the angel of the Lord wants you to be at peace this morning because the message of the angel, the first message was a message of peace hallelujah and we have peace from the message even today 2,000 years later this message is still resonating this message still is a message of hope this message still is a message of life because number one the message of peace brings a message of salvation now the fact that Jesus is alive means we have an eternal hope. And so the angel told them, ah, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I came to tell somebody today, 
Maybe, maybe your life is not the way you planned it. Maybe things are not going the way you figured it should be going by now. But God said to tell you, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Stop being fearful of your present situation. Stop being fearful of the future. Stop being fearful, my God, even of the past. Because some people are fearful of the past because of what they did and how it might catch up with them. Are you with me? Some of the things we did in the past can catch up with us. So you're not just afraid of the present. You're not just afraid of the future, but you're praying that what you did in the past will not catch up with you. And that is enough for you to be afraid of. But God sent a word for you this morning. Don't be afraid. Oh, look at somebody right now. I'm going to preach this thing in the name of Jesus. Don't be afraid. Don't you be afraid. My God, fear is just false evidence appearing real. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. We had a testimony in Portmore this morning. Brother Newby, one of our ushers, said he went, he felt ill, and they, 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 they took him to the hospital. He said he came to church, I think, two weeks ago, and we prayed for him. But by the time he got home, listen to this, we prayed for him, the prayer of faith, anointed him, laid hands on him, and prayed. And by the time he got home, he felt worse. Oh, you thought I was going to say he was delivered, right? It doesn't always work that way. Things can get worse before it gets better. Sometimes in your life, God will allow things to get worse before it gets better. But you've got to hang on in there. You've got to hold on to God's unchanging hand. He wound up in the hospital, he said. He gave a testimony. If you watch the, the video, you'll see it. He said, took him to the hospital when they checked him and tested him. They said, they said he had cancer. They said he had cancer. My God. And uh, they did all their tests and, and, and sent him and uh, he came back for prayer in the revival. We laid hands on him again. Now, he said, God, the devil is a liar. This is a lie. I don't believe this. I don't accept this. I'm not believing this. I'm not confessing this. Your word says I'm healed. Your word says I'm free. Your word says I have victory. Went back after another week and did a test and they were shocked. The cancer cannot be found. What are you talking about, preacher? Stop being afraid. Stop being afraid of that report you got. Stop being afraid of that diagnosis. Stop being afraid of the prognosis. Whose report will you believe? 
we shall believe the report of the Lord. Anybody got a bad medical report recently? Raise your hand. The doctors gave you a bad report. They gave you a bad diagnosis. Yes, you better believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today because God is able to reverse it. God is able to change it. God is able to fix it. God will turn your circumstances around. I speak healing in the name of Jesus. I release healing in this house. In the name of Jesus, by faith, I declare you are loose. You are loose. Those of you who raise your hand, the report may look bad. The report was not a good one, but in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you are healed. You are healed. Oh, I don't even have to lay hands on you. I don't even have to come close to you. The word of God is powerful enough. What are you talking about, Bishop? I know what I'm talking about. I've been there, done that. Dr. Donaldson at Medical Associates, 15 years ago, when I had two strokes, he said, Rev, every time you pass your church, he was referring to this one, he said, raise your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Uh, I, said, I said, Doc, I, I, I don't pass there often enough to thank him the way I want to thank him. Now, I can't wait to pass the church. Every time I get a chance, I'm going to praise him. Now, I said, Doctor, every time I get a chance, I'm going to say, thank you. Jesus, thank you, God, because he said if the infarcts were two millimeters over on your brain, you would be dead, blind, or paralyzed. Just look at me now. I'm not dead. I'm not blind. I'm not paralyzed. But in the name of Jesus, I have power in the name of Jesus to have victory over strokes, victory over heart attacks, victory over diabetes, victory over this and that. The devil is a liar, but God is true. Stop being afraid. Stop being afraid. Angels said, don't be afraid. But not only is the message of peace a great message when we think of salvation. It's a great message of peace. The message of peace. But also, it's not only about salvation, it's about death. It brings into sharp focus the fact that when we die, it's not the end. Oh, look at your neighbor and tell them, death is not the end. Death is not the end. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. You see, even Jesus, they, the song says they hung him high. They stretched him wide. He bowed his head. And for me, he died. But then it goes on to say, but that's not how... The story ends because three days later, three days later, three days later, he rose again. 
Ah, yes. I came to tell somebody today that because Jesus lives, it means that when you die and you're going to die, look at your neighbor and tell them, all of us will die. Everybody has got to die, including me, including you. The only way you escape it, and they say you cannot get out of life alive. <laughs> you cannot get out of life alive. But the only way you escape death is if the rapture comes before you die. And if you are ready, the Bible says, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. Oh, we're going to be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. We're going to be caught up. Oh, yes, we're going to be caught up. We're going to be caught up. So the song says and the word of God says, watch ye therefore, for you know not the day when the Lord shall put in his appearance. And that's what the message of peace gives us. We are at peace. This is why we don't mourn as others who have no hope mourn. Oh, we just lost one of our elders a couple of weeks ago in Portmore. Some of you may know him, brown skin, Elder Dwight Dietrich. He died. All kinds of complications in the body. Even, I think he had leukemia in the final analysis. Terrible diabetes where we all knew it started uh, going going over eight years now and the Lord took him uh, and never healed him uh, but it's God who is still suffering come on somebody I said God is still suffering I was making the point on the prayer push yesterday that when we quote Isaiah 54 and verse 17 we get excited we get a kick out of it no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper yes that's true that's what the word says but you better read verse 16 because when Israel had been plundered Jerusalem had been in captivity and taken over overrun by the Babylonians this is what this verse is talking about and you better understand scripture you don't take a verse here and just put it here in another context and think it means the same thing you need to know what the original meaning was what God was saying to Israel is no weapon formed against you Some, please put it on the screen for me Isaiah 54 verse 16 and let's see because God is saying to them, yes, your land was just plundered. Yes, you just had some big losses. Yes, you just went through a defeat. But I'm here to tell you, God says, don't worry. Don't worry because it's, I want the verse before that. This is the one we love. But go to verse 16 where God says, behold, I have created the, the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the water to destroy or the waster rather to destroy. I have created 
the waster to destroy. What is God saying? He's saying to Israel, yes, the next verse is going to excite you, but understand it. And before they heard the next verse, they heard this verse. God says, I created the waster. I created the one that makes the weapons to come against you. I allowed them to overrun Jerusalem. I, God says, allowed them to destroy your city. But then in verse 17 now, he said, but don't worry. Because no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. The word prosper here means in the long run. In the final analysis, yes, in the total perfect sovereign will of God, they may mash up your city now, but in the sweet by and by, nobody can touch you. In the sweet resurrection morning, nobody can destroy you. So let them do what they want to do now. This is why when, well, let's just finish the verse. And he says, and every tongue, my God, every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the saints of the Lord, and their righteousness of me, is of me, said the Lord. So this is why when, when they put Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. God never took them out of the fire, did he? This is why when they put Daniel in the lion's den, God never took him out of the den. He just put the lion on fasting. And the lion said, you're lucky, you know, you come the day when we fast. Because if it had come tomorrow, my God, God will reverse the laws of nature just to protect you. God will turn situations around so that everything is going to work out right. And my God, Jerusalem had to get this word. No weapon formed against you, but I don't want you and I to misappropriate it. I don't want you to think that this verse means uh, the devil can't do me nothing. You, you're fooling yourself. Uh, the devil can afflict you with sickness. Uh, the devil can bring trouble in your marriage. Uh, the devil can mash up your home. Uh, but God says even with all of that, uh, it no matter. Because in the sweet by and by, when I come to take you out of this wretched world uh, and you go to the place that I've gone to prepare for you. For he said, I have have gone to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. So it doesn't matter what the devil is doing to you right now. It doesn't matter how bad things look. It doesn't matter when your loved ones die. I told Sister Diedrich and her daughter this morning, I know you're going to cry and go ahead and cry. It's painful when we lose loved ones. I said to them, I don't know how you feel, but I know how I felt when God took my mama. I know how I felt when God took my daddy. But praise God, I can tell you that God is with you even right now in the midst of your storm of death. And you may be here, you just lost a loved one. You may be here, you just lost someone close to you who died. But 
praise God, the message of the angel. Let those the women who were there know that don't worry. It's a message of peace. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of death. Don't be afraid of whatever. Don't be afraid of sickness. It's all right. God says he's in control. God says he won't give you more than you can bear. So not only was it a message of peace, but it was, <laughs> it was, uh, uh, the, it was, there are four things we're going to talk about today. It was a message of peace. Then it was a message of power. Because he said in that verse back in, in Mark 16, he said, you seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. Somebody say, he is risen. This is why on Resurrection Sunday, don't, I mean, you know, we, we can sing any song anytime. But on Resurrection Sunday, I want to be sung and I want, I want, I want songs that are saying he lives. I want songs, I, 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 you know, we can sing about the blood. We can sing about the cross because it's still relevant. And we sing that any day of the week, any month of the year. But on Resurrection Sunday, I want to celebrate. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He's not dead. He's not in the grave. He is not here. He is risen. He is not here. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. The women didn't know what was going on. But they got another message. First a message of peace. Now a message of power. And the message of power was for them to know. They said, the, the young man said to them, he is not here. But go to Galilee. There you will see him just like he told you he would be there for you to see him. I came to tell somebody today, it's a message of power. Because Jesus got busy from the moment he came back from the dead. Why wasn't he in the sepulcher? And what was he doing? I think what he was doing, if you come from the Old Testament, how the, the, the high priest had to make the offering of the blood sacrifice on the mercy seat. Well, it was just a type and shadow of what Jesus would have to do. So now Jesus came back from the dead. And on that resurrection morning, I believe he was out there doing just this. This is why when he met Mary Magdalene, he said, no, don't touch me. Uh, you can't touch me yet. I am about to go back to my father. Don't touch me yet. But Jesus was out there doing what he needed to do, doing what he came to do. He didn't just come to die. He came to make, uh, oh my God, the offering of the blood sacrifice. 
on the mercy seat. I can see angels rejoicing in heaven when Jesus got up on that Sunday morning and began to offer that sacrifice. So my God, it brings power to you and me. It's a message of power because what it means is he was busy that morning doing what he came to do. But not only was he busy on that morning, he is busy today. Oh God, oh let me come back and get you right now. God in the person of Jesus Christ is busy right now. You know what he's busy doing? He's not busy holding up the world. He holds up the world by the power of his word. He doesn't have to be holding it up physically and he doesn't have to do anything physical for you but he's busy working on your behalf. He's busy opening doors. Oh God, help me Holy Ghost. I'm prophesying to you today that God is opening some doors in your life. It's a message of power. God is turning some things around. God is not only opening doors, he is opening doors that need to be opened, but he is slamming shut some doors that need to be shut. And when God opens a door, nobody can shut it. And when he shuts the door, nobody can open it. Oh God, I wish I had four people in here today that knew how to praise God because God is busy on your behalf. Slap your neighbor virtually, just a virtual high five and tell them God is busy on your behalf. He's working it out. He's doing something for you. He's doing something that only he can do. Nobody can do it like how God can do it. Aren't you glad today? Aren't you glad today? I said, aren't you glad that Jesus is busy? The song says, he is always looking out for me. Always opening doors that I don't even see. I don't have to worry because he takes good care of me. Anybody here today can say yes. God takes good care of me. Not just care, but he takes good, 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 good care of me. Put your hands together and praise God. Not only was it a message of peace and a message of power, but praise God, it was a message of potential because he said to them, go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter. Now, it's interesting. Peter was one of the disciples, but the angel said, tell his disciples and Peter. What do you mean, angel? Isn't Peter one of the disciples? Yes, but tell them, but make sure you tell Peter because it was Peter who said, Lord, I'll never deny you. Be far from, oh God, come on. Don't talk this kind of stuff, Jesus. But praise God, Jesus said before the cock crows, you shall deny me. And my God, we saw when they led him up Golgotha, when when they put him on the cross and when Peter saw 
that he was really going to die. The Bible says he ran away and hid himself. And when they said, hold on, aren't you one of the disciples of Jesus? He said, oh, me? No, sorry. Mistaken identity. You liar, you Peter. You denied Jesus Christ. I wonder how many of us would stand up in the face of heat, would stand up in the face of those who are saying, if you don't deny him, we will cut your head off. Do you have faith to do that? I'm saying this because right now in places of the world, if you don't deny the faith in Jesus Christ. They execute you. They put you to kneel down and shoot you like execution style. But Peter wasn't even facing that. He could have stood up and said, yes, maybe I was wrong, but I believe Jesus. But no, he went and denied him. And then he heard the cock crow. My God began to remind him that Jesus said, before the cock crows, you are going to deny me. He denied Jesus. But praise God, I want you to know, the angel said, tell the disciples, and Peter, make sure Peter knows that he is alive, that he is not dead. Make sure Peter knows that he came back from the grave. Make sure Peter knows that he's alive and well. Praise God. I don't know who is the Peter in here today, but maybe you are doubting God. Maybe you're not taking him at his word. Maybe you have even denied him. But God sent me to tell you today, I want you to know, he says, I'm alive in your circumstance. I'm alive in your fire. I'm alive in your lion's den. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am the God of Moses. I am the God of Elijah. And I am your God. Do we have any worshipers in the house? Where are the worshipers in the house? God says to let you know he's there with you. He will stand with you. You don't have to deny him. You don't have to be afraid. You can keep on. Keep it on. Healing is your bread. Deliverance is your bread. Deliverance is your portion. Somebody put your hands together and praise God. So tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. It's a message. It's a message of potential. Yes, sir. You have potential in God. I declare over you what the angel declared to the women that morning. A message of potential. Don't worry anymore. Why are you crying? Why seek ye the living among the dead? 
go to Galilee. You will find him there. Well, we have the potential this morning to fulfill purpose and destiny the way God intended for us. And we have the possibility of seeing him. We will not see him in Galilee, but we will see him in glory. Oh, God, help me, Holy Ghost. I said, you won't see him in Galilee, but you will see him in glory. Because one of these days, and it won't be long. I said, one of these days, and it won't be long. You're going to look for me, but I'll be gone. Gone up to glory. Where we're gonna sing and shout. Yeah, we're gonna be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump, for the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, and the dead shall be raised first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be. How many are looking for that great day? In that great getting up morning. In that great getting up morning. Fear thee well. Fear thee well. It's gonna be a great celebration. My God, we don't have to go to Galilee to see him. But we will see him in glory. What a day that will be. What a day that will be. When my Savior I shall see. When I look upon his face. The one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand. And leads me to the promised land. What a day. Glorious day that will be. Somebody stand up on your feet and begin to praise him. Begin to glorify him. Begin to magnify him. Yes. For there is coming a day when no heartaches will be there. Soon and very soon we are going to see the king. No more crying there. No more dying there. Oh, yes. It's going to be all right. It's going to be over. Troubles will be gone. Heartaches will be a thing of the past. Problems will be no more. No dying. No crying. Oh, soon and very soon. We're going to see the king. Slap your neighbor high five. And tell them uh, the message of the angels uh, is a message of peace. Uh, it's a message of power. Uh, it's a message of potential. Uh, and finally, it's a message of promise. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, you are going to see him uh, just as he said he would. Uh, and I believe it. Do you believe it this morning? Uh, do you believe it? Those of you believe it, lift your hand and say, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Yes, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. 
because he is not dead. He's not in the grave, but he is risen. And today we celebrate him because he's alive. Slap your neighbor a high five virtually and tell them he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Everybody stand. The message of the angel, the angelic message is just as powerful today as it was 2,000 years ago. It made all the difference in the world to the women. Can you imagine the joy they experienced when the angel said, see where they laid him. And they looked for themselves, looked at each other. He's really, he's really resurrected. Just like he said he would. He said, no man take my life. I lay it down. I give it up. give up my own life no soldier could take his life it wasn't Jews or Roman soldiers he gave up his life a ransom for you and me and here we are today on this resurrection Sunday celebrating the resurrection soon and very soon we're going to see the king. I think we ought to sing that. Soon and very soon. We're going to see the king. No more crying there. No more dying there. We are going to see the king. How many are looking for the king? How many are anxious to see the king?
at the altar. I want you to know that God is right here, right now, ready to meet you at the greatest point of your need. If you need the Holy Ghost, you can receive the Holy Ghost right now. If you've made up your mind to be baptized, we can get you baptized right now. You have come to the altar because you have a need and because you recognize that you need salvation. You've done the right thing. You've done the right thing. You have come, you have responded. But now you need to take it another step. Now you need to go further. Yes, in the name of Jesus. If you need the Holy Ghost, it's yours today. All you have to do is believe. Open your mouth and speak as the Spirit of God gives you utterance. That's what the Bible says. Yes, go ahead. Open your mouth and just speak what the Spirit is giving you the unction to speak this morning. Bible says with stammering lips on another tongue will he speak to his people again in another context but the spiritual application of it is that you can receive the Holy Ghost right now you can receive the Holy Ghost right now come on Zion keep on believing keep on praying for them and nobody leave remember if you've got to leave you, you should leave your pledge slips for the chairs before you leave but give us a few more minutes give us a few more minutes because somebody prayed for you, had you on their mind, and took the time to pray for you. Somebody stayed with you, had you on their mind, took the time to stay with you. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they stayed. So just give it a few more minutes before you go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Souls need to be saved. Souls need to be born in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh yes. Mighty God, mighty God. Jesus. Thank God he rose. Thank God he rose. And because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone because I know he holds the future the life is worth the living just because he lives lift your hands somebody come on Zion come on worshipers we're almost there but don't go to sleep on me just now let's just keep that spirit of worship